Who's Hound Entertainment presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now, from the Grand Anarchy Studio in Sweden and the Speakeasy Studio in the United States, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name is Phil Boyer, and of course, on the other side of the big blue ocean, is my buddy Mike Svensson. Mike, how the hell is it going over there in Sweden? Well, it's going really, really well, my friend. Um, it's always a lot about vinyl records. Wouldn't you know? Isn't it strange? It is. It's strange. It <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about perhaps starting a podcast and talking about vinyl records. What do you think about that? I don't know, man. I think it might go somewhere. I think people might enjoy that. Oh, cool. Well, then I got a special show for you tonight. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm I'm pretty excited because I know that you don't know what I'm up to. I'm a bit sneaky this time. I haven't told <laughs> you all the details, which is so much fun. All right. Yes. yes. But... Let's start at the beginning. What are my latest finds and why the hell did I buy them? Well, mm -hmm. here it goes. Tell us. Tell us. I will. <laughs> Bear with me. I have a lot of pictures. I have a lot of pictures to go through because I, I, I'm in the studio. I couldn't. Uh, I, I could but it's like I'm feeling way too weird doing my my vinyl thing in in a case and, and, and taking them with me on the road to the studio. So I took pictures. Is that okay? It is sure. real. Why but not? still, I have to remember because I, I own a couple of records. A couple, a couple. Yeah, this show's tagline should be the show that has more vinyl than Blue Oyster Cult has cowbell. <laughs> I think we I think we need to make that the official tagline. We should. Yeah. Yes, the official C couldn't, tagline. Couldn't we like <laughs> contact somebody in, in the Blue Oyster camp and, and ask them how many cowbells they have in storage? That would yeah, be so could. much fun. I think we're so. doing a yeah. show over here. We're wondering how many cowbells do you guys have in storage compared to the vinyl records from the block in Sweden? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and that's a completely different episode, but still. Yes. All right. So. Uh, What'd you get? What'd you get this week? Tell us. I actually found uh, a Dio Sacred Heart. A U.S. pressing in a really, really good condition. I would would um, label it uh, very good. Plus, both the the vinyl itself and and the and the sleeve. And what's so special about uh, this one? It's that it's uh, when you have a first pressing of an album. Uh, when when they they cut their the pressings for for uh, a vinyl record, they go and and do the lacquer for for the album, and then they they copy it from that lacquer, and and then it it's shipped out to different various printing plants all over the world, and it's still it's still the first pressing, uh, even though it's made in in the uk or in the us and so forth because it's like printed uh, almost simultaneously uh, but in different countries but if you're a nerd like me you want the first pressing to be from the country where the band is originated from so in this case dio mr ronnie mcu you heard about him he is from mm -hmm. america where you are, my friend. So this is yes. like a, a, a yes, a special deal with this record because it's what was released at uh, Warner Brothers Records, and it's got uh, the Dio logo 
Uh, I don't know if, if you remember it. it it's a sort of like um, the letters are in, in, in a, a shape. Uh, you can see them on all, almost all the, the, the Dio albums. They got a special logo. So the logo is on the, the, the actual label uh, on the record. And, and it says Sacred Heart under there. And it's produced by Ronnie M. Steele. So you have to have all those uh, in there in, in order to be a first pressing. So w- when you were talking about the lacquer and all that, that yes. they use the lacquer uh, as the, and they copy everything off of that. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you have an original copy that you, you, you uh, <laughs> I would say, carved out, but it's, it's more, more important than that. But you use a machine, and, and then you do a, a like master copy of that one. And, and then you print from that one, uh, like from, from different pressing plants. So you, you'll use the same, uh, same lacquer, the same thing in different countries. But you do it like same simultaneously. So Warner Brothers, in this case, uh, goes out and 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 goes to a printing plant where, where they they feel comfortable and and do most of their pressings, and and then they'll decide which uh, countries will get the licensing to to print the first pressings. So you got if 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 we're talking about like. Dio or Maiden. I know a lot about Maiden and Kiss and so forth. So I'm going with those bands. So if you're going with Maiden, you 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 have a a, a pressing plant in 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 the UK, and then you have a pressing plant in in Holland, and and one in Germany, and there is uh, in Scandinavia, and you got the US. Uh, that's the biggest ones there are. So. Uh, Almost simultaneously, they they print the exact copy of this uh, master, and then it it is the the first pressing right there. But since I talked about this before, like with the Dio, the Secret Heart that I just bought, you want as a collector, you want the first pressing from the country in which the band resides. So Maiden, of course, has to be, for me, a UK pressing. Dio has, of course, to, has to be a, a US pressing. Kiss, of course, a US pressing right there. And there is a, a variations of them from, from, from time to time. But almost all the time you got with the first pressing, no matter where you are in the world, it's, it's all right. If you, if, you, if you get a Maiden album with, with uh, and you and you watch the 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 center hole and and you watch the the label art there is always a, a picture of eddie in in some form or or uh, some other artwork that that are consistent with the actual cover itself so then you know that it's a first pressing with our maiden but still you want that one to be from the UK, you have to see, you have to watch the label and you have to read all the, the, the stuff on there and you have to search in the matrix, that's the run out. When, right, if you got the label in front of you, then you got the, 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 the black uh, rings outside of the label where you cannot play any music. That is called the run out. Uh, so and then you find the matrix number for the pressing plant where it actually is printed. And then you know it is almost certain a uh, uh, UK pressing original. Uh, but then, then on the other hand, you can have a, a Scandinavian first pressing. But it's sort of like, well, you want it to be from the UK since, well, all of the above, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this is sort of like um, in in the ballpark of how things how things are made. So uh, that's that's what I got, and of course, I got another album. I got, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't no. surprise me at all. And 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 people go. So you didn't have the Sacred Heart before with Dio? 
27 uh, copies, right? No, no. It's only 27 copies when it comes to Kiss. I'm, I'm, oh, uh, I'm okay. drawing the line here. But it's, it's, it's sort of like I will, I will like try to explain why I have multiple copies of my albums. Because it's, it's sort of like this. I got the Didio Secret Heart U.S. pressing. That's archived right now in my collection. Then I got a Scandinavian pressing because I'm from Scandinavia. I'm from Sweden. So it's, it's a lot of fun to have uh, a pressing from your own country or, or mm -hmm. in the region. And then I got uh, uh, a pressing from, from Holland, uh, which I play uh, all the time. So I got one for like archive, which is the U.S. first print, print pressing, sorry. And then I got the other ones. Well, there is a different, there is some variations on it, but I use them often to, to just play them because I enjoy listening to music. So that's why I have multiple copies of, of, uh, of albums because I think it's a, a lot of fun to collect and then to listen to. And I don't want uh, the the original pressings to wear out, uh, right? So I'm keeping them in sort of like an archive. I play them every once in a while, but but it's I want to keep them intact. Right, right. Yes. So the other one I got, I found a white snake. Come and get it. Ooh. I a UK pressing from White Snake. And people nice. go, hey, I know there's people in that band from the U.S. Well, back in the day, there were more people from the Great Britain and then there were from the USA. So, well, I say since David is from the U.K., of course, White Snake has to be a U.K. band. And the pressing has to be from the U.K. Of course. for me. Yes. So I found this one. I had um, actually, uh, I had two copies already, but it it was pretty cheap. It was cheap. <laughs> I couldn't contain myself. It was like the original Liberty label with the US UK pressing, and and it's it's so shiny and it's so wonderful. And it's got so nice pictures of David and the boys. I couldn't help myself. And 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 not to mention the vagina on the cover. Yeah, you had to go there. <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for it. I actually was waiting for it. Yes. Uh, so yes, there is a vagina on the cover, in the snake's mouth. Mm -hmm. We okay? Are we going there really? Well, moving I mean, on, I think, <laughs> which which is interesting because this was not censored anywhere. Correct? No, 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 yes. it wasn't because it's it's a drawing and it's not really it just really kind of looks like it in the snake's yeah. mouth is what it yeah. looks like. We, so we talked about the censoring on, on records yeah. and, and, and all yes. that stuff. So I, I, I did have yeah. to bring that up because it it is one of those things that. I, I'm not sure how many people actually noticed that right off the get-go. Uh, it took took a while for me. Um, like some 10 years ago, I so I've been living with this album, and <laughs> I actually didn't know. I didn't think about it that way. I thought it was a, a big snake with his mouth open, and, and well, you got the, with the tongue and thingy. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't know, but it's it's... Now I know. Now you and know. now you reminded me. Thank you. That's right. All right. Okay. There so we go. Moving on. Is, yeah. My latest fans were Whitesnake and Dio. And I bought it, bought them because they're original pressings, uh, first pressings from, from both bands. So I had to get them. And Whitesnake was actually in the dollar bin. Uh, so I, I, I don't know why it was there, but it, so I paid a, I paid a dollar for it, so I had <laughs> to get it. Yeah, Man. it's That's not in fine. excellent condition, but it's it's in in good condition, both the sleeve and and the vinyl itself. So uh, that was really cool. 
All right. Now, now let, let me, let me ask a question here. Let, let's sort yes. of go back to the last couple shows that we've done. So we've mm -hmm. got a first pressing of this white snake that, as you say, it's in good condition. Yeah. Okay. So you've got that one and let's say right next to yes. it, you've got a mm -hmm. third or fourth pressing that's in excellent yes. condition. Yep. But you can only buy one. Which one are you going to buy? Uh, the one with in good condition because that's the original. That's the first press. So, so you're always going to want to opt for the for the first pressing. Always. Okay. Always. always. All right. But but I, ha but I have so I have sorts I have standards. I I I wouldn't buy it if it was in in like horrible condition in 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 fair and or or even worse. I wouldn't buy it because it, only because it's a first pressing. But if I find it like I did with White Snake, there's some hair lines on it and there are some scratches. It's been used. Somebody enjoyed this album uh, really, really much. So, so it's been played, and that's that's about it. It's been used, okay. and it's a used record, but it's still a first pressing. And there, there is no skips, and there is no other marks in it. It's it's fair amount of head hairlines on it, and and a ring wear on on the, on the cover art. But but that's about it. It mm -hmm. plays perfectly. Okay. I I I shine them up. I have, I have a, a um, um, anti static spray that I clean them with, and and I I use a. Uh, cold fiber brush, uh, and every time I, I play my record, so it's uh, there is it's it plays very well. So I'm I'm happy about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, yes, it awesome. is. Now to the sneaky part. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. So I'm I'm actually going down the same road that we actually started with. I'm thinking that. Um, I want to include some albums that are special uh, and why people are looking for them. So uh, we're talking about first pressings. We're talking about different mastering things and, and from different pressing plants and so forth. But there is also a thing with collectors that you have to have certain albums in a certain way like i explained to you i want my mine to be in the first pressings from the country in which the band is originated mm -hmm. uh, so and then you got like stuff that are censored we talked about the snake and uh, a couple of uh, shows ago, we, we talked about the White Snakes, Virgin Killer. Uh, I'm sorry, Scorpions, Virgin Killer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you got the original cover for Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Yes. And that's becoming a, a record that's the new generation. They want the original one because they actually didn't know about the originals because the new one it's it's a it's a black bottom with, with a, a a cross and you, you got the skulls with the members of guns N' roses so right. that's the, the most common uh pressing and the most common cover for kids today starting out with vinyl records so i actually show this to a kid not so long ago we you got this one holy crap what is that uh, well that's <laughs> appetite for destruction what do you mean where is the original pressing with the robot and and you you know the 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 woman at the bottom we, we don't have to go into details but still <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's a robot hovering and you see the girl she she uh she's on the ground with her yeah well I have to say it with her panties down. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and that's the original, but that got censored. So people are looking for this today and they want that one. Uh, and it's up to like 
60 and 70 dollars for wow. original US pressing of that one. And what this show is about today, it's talking about the nitty gritty stuff inside the first pressings and so forth. Because it, it's why are some records worth more money and why are collectors trying to get specific albums with specific stuff in them it could be an insert it could be a merch sheet it could be a poster it could be whatever there always something in there that mm-hmm. rises the price up until like well ridiculous amounts of money in some cases so you going with we're starting out with appetite for destruction and you got the cover with a robot and so forth. But there has to be other stuff in there for it to be like the original first pressing. When you open up the album, it's, it's supposed to be in, in a sleeve with the pictures of the band. And inside of the slipcase, there is a, a sheet of, of, of stickers in that one, in the first one. And on the cover art, there is also a hyper sticker. And there is different hyper stickers for, for uh, different regions in the US. And if you're lucky, you got both of them saying that this is the album that's going to break them all. And, and so far, it's sold like a lot of copies and so forth and inside is the sticker and and so and i got like two or three copies of this one and i got Mm. actually got this with the stickers and so forth so so if the original pressings it's it's up there uh around like i said before around like 60 60 bucks if you add Mm. the sticker in there it's around like a hundred jesus yeah wow and you and you got this like crazy stuff going on with this it's it's the same with uh kiss uh uh an album called rock and roll over people are chasing a small sticker it's sort of like uh 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters uh it's so it's a tiny sticker and people are, are willing to pay like 50 to 80 bucks to get one, one in mint condition. Because often when you open up Rock and Roll Over back in the day and you play it at, and you think, oh, cool, it's a sticker. I, uh, and then you grow up in like 1976 and you were a teenager back then. Oh, that's going on on my, my suitcase over here or, or my, my school books or whatever. Oh, that's cool. That's a sticker with Kiss. Well, for a collector, it's sort of like, oh, what the hell are you doing using the sticker? It's supposed to be in there. But back in the day, people didn't know and, and didn't care about these like, small things. But to a collector today, you have to have the, the full Monty. So <clears throat> Rock and Roll Over is one of those examples that I'm going with. Uh, so if you have the Rock and Roll Over, you have to have... Uh, a merch merch sheet in there uh, you can actually buy merchandise from from the kiss army back in the day and you can drool over them a belt buckle is three dollars a t-shirt is like two dollars and those original ones a belt buckle today from 1976 you have to pay somewhere around in mint condition for a belt buckle today uh sort of like a hundred dollars Wow. Easily, yeah. So you can drool off those merch sheet and, and so <laughs> forth. And then you have to have, of, of course, the sticker in there too. So, and then you know it's, 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 it's complete. So people are willing to pay a lot of money to, to, uh, to own these types of, of albums. So um, what do you have to say about that? Well, let me ask you. Um... 
so you're talking about stickers and the merch sheets and all, and all these goodies that are inside yep. these records. Is there yes. a market for just that? Let's say I've got the sticker, but I don't yep. have the record anymore. Yes. It, and do people buy those? And is that, is yes. that legit? Uh, of course. Yeah, you have to pay sort of like uh, between like 50 and 80, 80 bucks for it if it, it's in mint condition. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and people are buying these because they want a, a complete set of like Rock and Roll Over with, with all the inserts. So people are buying this. And, the, and you can easily find the, the whole album with the merch sheet and, and the sticker for like the same price. Yeah. Yeah. For like oh. 50 to, to, to 80 bucks easily. But if if you're if you're missing the sticker, then you have to pay around there. If if you want a mint condition, fifty to eighty bucks for only the sticker. It's, and it's the same thing with with um, the album called Love Gun. There is a, it's there is a paper gun in in there uh, that actually uh, it it's a cardboard gun, uh, and you got like uh, a paper. Thingy coming out on the on the barrel of the gun, it says "bang" in red letters, and and those are loose. So you have to have the the the, the paper gun, uh, the cardboard, and then you have to have like the, the the paper thing with the bang on them. And to get that one together, it's easily around like fifty bucks for that oh. one too. Yeah. Now, now, how many of those do you have? Uh, with Love Gun, I have two complete sets. Uh, I got one complete set with Rock and Roll Over with the sticker, uh, but I'm I'm missing a sticker in two of them, I think. And then I got the Japanese pressing with which is a gatefold and and lyric sheet and so forth. So I think I own four or five pressings with Rock and Roll Over. Jeez. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. But let's go in to the <laughs> deep end right now. Uh oh. Are you end. ready for this? Yes. Yes. The let's big jump bucks. Into the deep end. The big bucks. So not only are we talking about the stuff that comes with the the album, there is a mastering engineer called Robert Ludwig or Bob Ludwig, if you will. He's famous for both the names. He was pressing. Uh, this is the story right here. He was pressing Led Zeppelin's two. You know, the one with whole lot of love and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. mm. And yes. And he did a great job with this album. It was cut in like full dynamic range. It was a lot of bass. You could hear John Bonham's drums. I, I actually, the one I'm talking about, I actually only listened to it like one or two times. And I'm going to explain why in a, in a little bit. So, but... The thing about this one, it's since it's in full dynamic range and the bass, it's sort of like you can feel it in your chest. But the Atlantic Record founder, the, the one that, that released the album, mm -hmm. his niece got a copy of this album. And she had one of those kitty kitty phonograph you know players uh, and it couldn't track the record because there oh, was wow. too much bass uh, <laughs> so they panicked and recut the album with a lower bass oh wow so they stopped the process but of course there was some albums that got into di distribution with this mastering by Robert Ludwig. And how much money 
do you have to pay for a Robert Ludwig original Atlantic Records pressing, do you think? Give it your uh, best shot. Well, uh, how many made it out there? Because I uh, think they're I rare, actually. You know, I actually don't know, but it's it's a couple of thousand, I believe, because I I've seen it around. There is a couple of of um of them on Discogs, and there is I've seen them on eBay and so forth. Uh, it's not like the White Album with with uh, with the Beatles, which is sort of like fifty thousand dollars. It's not mm. that, but it's still it's a lot of money. I, I I would say at least 10, 10 grand. 10 grand. No, it's not that much, but it's sort of like if it's depending on uh, the condition of the record and most of them out there, this is sort of like early 70s. So between like, a thousand to five thousand dollars easily. Most common is around like a thousand dollars for a copy, but it's all depending on the condition, and they it has to be because in the in the run out, you know, I remember I told you about the label, and and then you got the black area mm-hmm. where, where where the 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 stylus stops. Right. It has to be marked with his initials rl robert ludwig oh wow so you can see in the run out he's carved his initials in there and it's only the original copies that he cut his it's sort of like uh, some mastering engineers did this just because they want to be a part of something uh so they, they it's sort of like their their tag if you will so if you find the Robert Ludwig pressing, it has to say RL in the runout. And then you know when it's marked with RL in the runout, you know it's it's the it's the real deal. Oh, okay. So and I do not own a copy of this one. <laughs> Only for the price, my friend. I found so- it in in like fair condition. Uh, the sleeve was the sleeve. The cover art was barely hanging on. It was taped up, and and it had like a huge uh, um, um, ring wear on the front of it. And then, then yeah, well, there is. I couldn't play it. I found it at the record fair, so I couldn't play it and couldn't listen to it. And he wanted some somewhere around like uh, I think it was three or four hundred dollars and i Mm. actually i didn't go there i actually didn't go there i thought it was way too much money for for um an album in that condition but i actually listened to one because i uh some like 20 years ago uh we talked about this on on uh uh at a record fair and back in the day most of the the sellers had their own vinyl with them so they could play for 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 the people and and there was one big one from coming from i think he was from the uk and he sort of like had like 150 crates with him and he was selling so he had uh he had his stereo equipment with him so had big speakers at the bottom uh, on the floor and then he got like uh, a, a turntable and well, he sold a lot of records because people could like listen to it. And it was sort of like a two-day event. And he played this one. And he, he did a comparison with, with the, the, the ones that came after the Robert Ludwig uh, thing. And there is a difference in it. Oh, man, there is so much bottom <laughs> and so much bass and you can feel the dynamic rage especially when you listen to the drums it's sort of like it's uh it's a completely different ball game it's oh man i want to own that oh. one so bad yeah. so, so that's on my you, bucket list so would you spend the the thousand bucks it takes to to acquire one of those if i found it 
in a really good condition. I'm not a Zeppelin collector, so I had to think. I have to think about it uh, a couple of times. But if I found it in a really, really good uh, condition, like somewhere around uh, excellent or mint, uh, I would perhaps do it. Okay. I would. If, we, wow. if if it was the same same way with Kiss, I w- would bite like instantly. Well, but well I know that. Yeah, K- yeah. Kiss is a. That's I wouldn't even ask that if it was Kiss. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know better. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 sort of like one of those. There is um when you when you talk to to collectors out there, uh, there is always stuff that you're that you're looking for it's sort of like your holy grail and i know that there is a, uh, some collectors that i know that are into to to the beatles and and if you go with the the the, the white album that they released it's sort of like it has to it's it's only a, a small logo on the front you can barely see it it says the beatles and then in the bottom, you can see there is a. It, it's the letter A, and it's it's sort of like the first pressing, I believe. I'm, I'm not actually a hundred percent sure, but it's sort of like three zeros or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. for the first one. And then there's, uh, I actually think it's four. Come to think about it, and then number two is zero zero one. Zero, zero, two, and so forth, and you those like first thirty, forty, fifty uh, pressed ones. You 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 want them, and then the first one is sort of like I think it's like between thirty-five to like fifty thousand dollars, something like that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, but it's a holy grail. Uh, it's sort of like you need. If you're a collector like me, and if you're a nerd, you you need those holy grails to to to, to have have with you. It's sort of like you always go looking for that one. I always I always lift up Led Zeppelin two and check the runouts to see if there's an RL. Uh, it's the same thing actually with Kiss, because Robert Ludwig did of course do. A couple of albums with Kiss Monster, uh, and my favorite one, Kiss Alive. Uh, <laughs> but they're they're not that high uh, amount of money to to get one of those. It's sort of like run fifty bucks or something like that. So I have a a couple of of them. Uh, but it says I have have seen his his um, marks on it. So it actually says RL. So you can it's it's very clearly if if you hold it up into the light, mm-hmm. but collectors need to have some sort of holy grail with them at all times. Uh, it changes if you if you find your holy grail, you need another one. But it's sort of like it's always there. When I talk to collectors, when when <clears throat> before before all this crap happened, when we went to record fairs together and and we met up uh with different um collectors from from different kinds of music it, it, we always talked about so what are you looking for well i've been looking for this led zeppelin too like for like 10 or 15 years and damn it one of these days and, and people know that and it's sort of like they encourage one another to um and it's actually when when you meet, I have like a couple of, of friends uh, that I'm known throughout the the years uh, that are collecting different stuff than I do. So and it, and it's so much fun because some of the uh, of uh, of them are uh, older than me, like ten years, ten fifteen years, and they used to go. Uh, with, with their crates on on the record fairs like I did and and sell uh, vinyl records, so we get to know one another through that, and and it's uh, those older geezers. It, they're so it's so much fun because 
uh, they come running. Hey, man. Hey, Mike. I, I found a Kiss album over there. Uh, I think it's the one that you're looking for. And then you have to run over and then have to look at it. But it's, it's, all of the, it's so nice. It's, it's a community where, where you get together and, and share your passion. And it, it doesn't matter if you collect Kiss, Rolling Stones, uh, Maiden, The Beatles, uh, Bob Dylan, or, or, or whatnot. It has to, it, it's, it's appeal, appealing to, to the collector gene in you. So you know what they're going through with their holy grails and, and their bucket list of albums that they need in their collection. And even though you're at some point, you're not listening to the same music, you can, you have a feeling for one another. And, and, mm -hmm. and that's something that I think it's, it's totally awesome. And, yeah. and it's, and you meet collectors from all over the world and, and it's sort of like the same thing with them. Oh, I, I, I actually uh, was looking for this one. This is my holy grail. And then you start talking about it. So that's, the, that's why I actually started the Sons on Vinyl Instagram account, just to, to meet other fans, meet other collectors, and share their stories with the holy grails and so forth. So uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Any other, any other last words of wisdom or anything regarding all the goodies and the special albums? Yeah, I actually had a conversation uh, with my own daughter who um, actually have come to like vinyl records so much more. She's a youngster. She's only like 16 years old. But still, she found a couple of years ago uh, an album that she really liked and and all of a sudden the whole vinyl era broke for her with the gatefolds posters and so forth and she was looking through my vinyl records and said yet i think it's a bit unfair that you got so many records with stuff <laughs> in them you got like stickers you got merch sheets you got posters and what do i get a freaking gatefold that's about it with a picture of my my artist and then she bought an album just yesterday and opened it up and i could hear her from her room going woohoo and i run into her so what's going on i got a poster i got a freaking poster in my album couldn't you believe it and she pulls it out and she holds it up and she she's so happy see it's beginning to look like your albums dad and it's all <laughs> like awesome. Perhaps there is something going on here. Perhaps it's slowly coming back. I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps. It's a new generation. People need to up their game, printing new albums, printing reprints of, of stuff. I, I've seen like a lot of bands doing reprints of, of, of their albums, trying to mimic the things they, that they had back in the day. And it's for the younger generation. To, to be able to, to, to get that today with the posters and stickers and, and whatnot that's in there. So um, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I have to do a follow-up on this, see if, if the, 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 the newer generation uh, are experience a, a shift change here with the gatefolds and, and posters and so forth. So I'll, I'll have to keep Keep you in the loop, my friend. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's that, it. That would be really cool if if uh, they started doing that kind of thing and yeah, putting all I the goodies so in, in there and and all that. It it might yeah. incentivize people to actually go and buy music too. Yes. Yeah, yes. Know? Buy so, that and, real shit right there. And, and, instead of just listening to it on Spotify and all that. Yeah. You know? so, yes. Yeah. All right. All right, and with that, it's time for the pick of the week. What do we have this week, Mike? Oh, we got a good band. It's it's Kim Dolly and uh, the Damage Done. Uh, Kim is a it's a she's a young woman with a great voice, and she describes her music like uh, outlaw country punk. Wouldn't okay. you know? Have you ever outlaw heard outlaw country punk? Country outlaw country punk. 
that that is She's... not a genre I've heard of before. That's in... okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, she's based on. Uh, I have to say this in Swedish because there is no other way, uh, uh, and it's funny. Uh, it's pronounced Oland. It's the Oland Island, and okay. the other dudes are from Malmo, Sweden. Oland is actually a small island uh, that is connected to Finland, uh, so that's where she's from. And she's sort of like the the the, the happening over there, uh, the, the the Finnish TV, uh, the, the National Broadcasting Corporation over there had her being like the, the new thing over there. So so she's mm. been on the TV a lot, and uh, she released uh, her debut in October of 2019. Uh, there was like the four, uh, first full length album entitled Basement Pirate 13. <laughs> and and the album was released uh, on uh, the Swedish punk label called Birdness Records and was made available on all digital platforms in limited edition of 200 copies. Could you believe that? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, solid red vinyl also. Ooh. Yeah. And then uh, late spring of 2020, the band released their follow-up EP called Little Lights, which was recorded and produced by punk, punk rock icon Stry Terrari from a band called Eba Grön here in Sweden. Uh, people who are listening in Scandinavia knows about this. Um, and they uh, actually were supposed to go on tour, of course. And <laughs> yeah... Well, yeah. you know, yeah. you know what happened yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen. So they're working on new material. But right now, my friend, we are in the midst of being indulged by mm -hmm. Kim Dolly and the damage done with their song called Little Miss Anthrope.
right now yeah that is some outlaw country punk it, it is. is yes yeah I, I think that is a good moniker for that yes yeah it is it's it's weird but in a beautiful yeah, way yeah. i think yes. it, it's 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 well played she's got a lovely voice uh it's 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 different. I like different. You know, it, it's with, with all the, the music out there, because with all these labels kind of sign, signing the same acts over and over, like all these bands kind of sound the yeah. same. They have the same sound. It's it's nice to get something freaking different out there, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I think all of you should go check out Kim Dahl and the Damage Done. Hook them up on, on social media. Share the love. And give them your support and, and buy a real record because this is on That's, vinyl. Oh, nice. So, so go buy that shit right we'll away. Make it happen. Support. The do local. it. Go yeah. do it. Do it now. We'll yes. wait. Send us your receipts so <laughs> we'll we know wait. you did it. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, that was awesome. That's a great way to end the show. And with that, make yeah. sure you guys subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to hit us up on the socials. Uh, Sounds on vinyl over on Instagram. Check out what Mike does over there because it's a lot of fun. As he was talking about earlier, that is the stuff that he posts. Like I'm telling you, he's got more vinyl than Blue Easter Cult as Cowbell. And he can prove it. He proves it right there on that account. So go check it out. I do. <laughs> and uh do it and, and don't forget to use the hashtag sounds on vinyl anywhere on the socials so we see your post if you got a question or just want to say hi and, and hang out for a minute on the socials we'll we'll uh, we'll have a nice little conversation and, and bring it beyond just this show beyond this podcast because that's what it's all about right yeah all right and with that we'll catch you guys next week later later if your ears aren't bleeding by now, you didn't listen to Sounds on Vinyl the right way, so go back and listen again. Sounds on Vinyl is hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer and produced by Boozehound Entertainment. Go to soundsonvinyl.com to support the show, to dive deeper into listening and collecting vinyl. Don't forget to subscribe where you listen so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and for all your motherfucking support.